Good morning. Welcome to church. Live streamers, we want to welcome you wherever you're at that you're taking time out from this day to hear the word. Um, we believe the word is life here. The word is truth. It's the way that we are to live, the truth we are to know, and the way that we are to go. And um, if you need a title this morning, I've um, titled my message, Divine Supply. You think that's timely? <laughs> yes, Lord. All right, well, let's pray. Father God, we just thank you. We praise you, Lord God, that we've come to sit at your feet. We've come to minister to you, Lord God. We believe your Holy Spirit is living within each and every one of us, Father. And we thank you that he is the teacher. He is the guide. He will lead us, Father, into all the truth, Father God. I thank you, Father, for that. I thank you for the life that we have in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So we're going to start um, in John 1, 1 to 4. And I'm going to start in New King James, but then there'll be a couple scriptures I'm going to read out of the Passion. But in John chapter 1, verses 1 to 4, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All the things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was the life. And the life was the light of men. Now, we have to decide either this is the truth or this isn't. That if we have received Jesus, then surely that life that we received is the light in us. And so, therefore, we no longer have to be in the darkness. We don't have to walk around going, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. What's going on? What's happening? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? We should know that that life of God in us is the light. And we have to get settled with that. And we have to be really familiar with that. We have to be sold out to that so that we don't get caught up with what's going on around us. Amen? But I want to read you this in the Passion. In John 1, 1 to 4, this is what the Passion says about that, those verses. It says, in the beginning... The living expression was already there. And the living expression was with God and yet fully God. They were together. They were face to face in the very beginning. And through his creative inspiration, this living expression made all things. For nothing has existence apart from him. Now catch this. A fountain of life was in him, for his life is light for all humanity. So we've got to know we have the light of God's word. We have it because we've received him. So we're going to talk about having the source, which is God. He's the first and the last. He's the, he's the beginning and the end. We are going to have to understand that if God is our source, where will the supply come from? It will come from him. I'm not worried about the world is not going to be able to supply my life and the things that I need. I'm not worried. I'm talking not an ounce of worry. I mean, it's just not present. Because I know who God is, and I know he is my source. I know that. 
And if I know, every, everybody knows that you have to have a source in order to have a supply. If there's no source, there'll be no supply. But yet God is an eternal God. He is our source. Turn with me, and we're going to go on into Passion, to Ephesians 1, and let's go to verses um, 19 to 23 in Ephesians 1. We just have to get this settled within us, because if we don't get this settled about who our source is, then in the day that we have need of supply, you'll be a mess. And we don't need to walk around in a mess. We have the light and the life in us. And there's no reason, no reason to have a mess or be a mess. Amen? All right, so let's go to verse 19. Let me just make sure I want to, I think I want to do verse 19. Yes, okay. This is a prayer that was given for the church. This, I mean, they're already born again. They're saved. They've received Christ. But now this is what's being prayed for them. There's a lot of things that's been prayed for the church, but I want us to see this this morning. It says, I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. We have to have an experience, but we're not going to have that experience unless it's done through faith. We won't have an experience. We'll be the ones walking around going, God didn't come through. God didn't come through. I needed my need supply, but it didn't come through. I didn't get a supply. But yet it says we, we experience it through faith. Amen. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. I don't know about y'all, but in these days, I'm letting God's power work through me. I'm letting him show me how absolutely he is my source and I can receive supply from him because I have taken up with truth that says God is my source. It says this is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead, already done and exalted him to the place of the highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. And now, he is exalted as first above every ruler, first above every authority, first above every government, first above every realm of power. We've got to, we got to know this. We've got to meditate. We've got to confess this. We've got to put this on the inside of us because that's where the supply is going to come from. It's going to come from the kingdom of God, and God is the source. And he is gloriously enthroned over every name that has ever been praised, not only in this age, but in the age that is coming. And he alone is the leader and source of everything needed in the church. Could we say sometimes we forget that? Huh? Do you, do you say sometimes we do forget this? You know how I know we forget it? Because our speech. I, I know we forget it. It's because of our speech, our actions, our thought, our thinking, our thought process, the cares, the worries, the fretting, the anxiety. 
I got to say this. I thank God for his word. I have chewed and fed and thought about God being my source, and from that source would come my supply for years. Never thinking, when would I need, <laughs> you know, you don't think like that. You just are hungry for the things of God. You come under the authority of the word. You accept, I hope we do, and receive what's being taught. And yet, we know there's going to come a day. There will come a day. You know, we're taught about the, the evil day of power. We're in an evil day of power. And I'm not supposed to be worried about, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to get my needs met. It's not going to happen. How can it happen? Look at everything and everybody. But we're not looking at everything and everybody. We're looking to God. He is our source, and it says, it, it says right there, right there, it says we have been given everything that the church is ever going to need, ever going to need. He's the source. So from that source, I will have a supply. Whatever that, you know, I don't always need, know what I'm going to have need of, but when the need is there, I can look back to the source and know the supply is coming. We are going to look at a few things in the Old Testament this morning in Elijah's life and also in Elisha's life because we have to get a hold of our supply is of him. It's not getting better. We have to get back to our source, and we have to trust that source. Do you know that if the source gets contaminated or compromised, the supply will come compromised and contaminated? We know this about water. How many times have you seen on the news about, you got to boil your water because the source of our water, the supply coming into my house, something happened at the water plant, which is our source, and now we have to be careful of the water that we drink. So we, we get about watching about the source and, and receiving the supply. But when it comes to the things of God, I don't know why we don't stick there. I mean, everything, everything that the church has need of has been given through Christ Jesus. Either he's a liar or he's not. God said everything. So whatever I have need of at any time, any season, any situation, any circumstance, that need is going to be supplied. That need is going to be met. What I have need of. Sometimes what I think I need and really what was needed is different. But thank you, Jesus, that I can stick with God and I can receive the true need that is needed. I can receive that real supply, what I really have need of, that brings me through, brings me out, and puts me over. Amen? Amen. I'm telling you. Um, I remember, I think I shared this on Tuesday, I remember when... Um, when uh, on the day of Pentecost, when everyone came into the street and everyone was baptized in the Holy Ghost, and Peter stood up and, and told them, repent, repent, and be rescued from the culture of this world. It's a wayward culture. It's a perverse and corrupted culture. He got on the street and said it. He said, repent and come back. Turn to someone, turn to the one, not someone, the one who can be your source and meet your need and save your soul. Amen? Yes. 
Oh my, what a life, what a life, what a life. Woo, what a life. Um, you, can, you can put up 2 Kings 17, but we don't have time for me to read every one of these, so I'm going to just talk you through it because, just because. Um, it's 2 Kings, I just want to tell you where to find them. I'm going to be um, showing you 2 Kings 17. No, not 2, excuse me. 1 Kings 17, 1 Kings 19, and we're going we're gonna to see Elijah through this about how God, there was a divine supernatural supply when it looked like there was no supply. Amen? So let's talk about in 1 Kings the drought. Think about this, the drought. And God says, go to another place and stay there. And I'm going to bring the birds. I'll bring birds for bread in the morning, meat in the evening, and there'll be fresh water there, even though there's a drought. Elijah obeyed. He did obey. And he stayed there for a time. But then the water, the water dried up because, you know, they're in the middle of a drought. But God says, all right, that's okay, Elijah. Now I want you to go to the city of Zarephath, and I want you to find the widow and her son. And he did find the widow and her son. Now, I don't know about you, but that seems like an unlikely supply to me. I don't even know if I could have asked the widow, even though God had spoken and said, this is what you tell her. Tell her that you, you need a sm to bring you food, like a small cake. Just provide for you something. He did. I mean, he did go, and he did find the widow and her son, and he did say, um, you know, I need, a, I need a meal. And she said, what? <laughs> she said, I'm out here gathering sticks to make a fire, and you know what? All I've got is a little flour and a little oil to make one meal for me and my son. We're going to lay down and die. We're going to have the last meal, and we're going to die. And y'all, and myself, I can hear myself saying, I'm sorry, it's okay. And you know, but see, that would have been disobedience. And it was bigger than that because it was, see, God was going to supply for Elijah, but bigger than that, bigger than that, he had the widow and her son in mind. Come on, God's supply, not just barely enough, not just barely get by but in abundance more than enough and sure enough he said this is what you do you just go out you send did she did she um oh I know what he said if you will if you will bake me that cake and give me that meal your flour and your oil will run straight through and never run out until this drought's over and you know what she did it Elijah's needs got met and so did hers and her son that's a supply. We have to learn, one, to believe God that he is our source. And the word, when the word is given, we are going to be supplied. I'm going to be supplied right on through until either Jesus returns or I lay down and go home to him. till I hit the door of heaven. Whichever way that is. I'm going to be supplied in my life, whatever it takes. Pastor Morgan and I, because we have a business, many, many, many days, he tells me, sit down, we're going to have to confess the word over this situation. Many days, many, many times over the years, over this situation. Well, now that the situation that's going on around us now, 
wow, am I glad we had a practice of that because otherwise I'd probably be the run running around the house going, what do we want to sit down for? We, we need to be doing something. Let's do something. Let's call somebody. Let's do something. I mean, you know, remember, I'm the one that has all the ideas that aren't right. Remember that? I told you all that. <laughs> Thank goodness he knew how to say no. <laughs> a teeny tiny word <laughs> that could stop me in my tracks. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, no, no. Okay. But honestly, that's what happens to us when we've got our trust and our reliance and our eye on something or someone else. I'm talking a divine supply. I'm talking from God to me, to you, to them, to us. Not a middleman. Talking divine supply. Not talking about going around the block and then finally ending up in, oh, yeah. But I'm talking from point A, we, we teach this here, to point B. Divine supply. So that when we have need, we don't have to go all the way down and then have to be all the way back up. I remember, <laughs> Pastor did knows this, there would be people years ago now in the church, and they'd get in trouble, and they'd wait till they were so far lost and gone, it would take almost a miracle to bring them back where they could survive. And, you know, we'd say, why didn't you, why didn't you say something? You're sitting among us. Say something. Come to us. Let's talk this. Let's see what this is about. But for whatever their reason, they didn't. And, you know, that's what I think about receiving the supply from God. You know, if we believe he's our source, we ought to be able to receive the supply. And we should have no problem with it. We know it's coming. We recognize it. We acknowledge it. We receive it. It meets our need. We keep going. Amen? We keep going. We keep going. We keep going. We're not thrown aside. We're not put off course. Amen. Woo, amen, amen, amen. That's just, mm. okay, here, here's another account, 1 Kings 19. And this is when all the prophets of Baal, God's just showed himself out. He's killed them all, you know, with Elijah. But then Jezebel threatens Elijah and says, you killed all my prophets, tomorrow you'll be dead. He runs, and when he runs, <laughs> he runs, and he hides, of course, and he goes to this place, and it says he's He's sitting there, and he actually prays and says, take my life, God, take me home. Take, take my life. Just take it. I don't want to be here anymore. That is not the glorious church. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I get it's Old Testament, but, you know, people are people. That is not the glorious church. Elijah had, he had a, a, a purpose to fulfill, an assignment. He hadn't even yet, you know, been taken up yet and so anyway he it says and he lay down and he fell asleep an angel had to come and touch him on the shoulder and say get up and eat there's a cake and a jar of water here on sitting on a rock well he did but then he went back to sleep you know what that tells me he was giving up I'm telling you that tells me that Elijah was giving up for whatever reason he was afraid worn out whatever but he was giving up Guys, don't, don't get in that position. Don't let yourself get to, I'm giving up. We don't have to give up. 
Everything is supplied in Christ that the church has need of. We already read that. We don't have to give up. We're never, 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 never down and out. I mean never. I mean never. I don't care what you are in the middle of, what you've gone through, what someone threatens, whatever. You're not down and out. Because we're the church, we're the body of Christ with Jesus as our head. We're not down and out, amen? So anyway, ooh, so anyway, he lays down and falls asleep the second time. The angel touches him again on the shoulder and says to him, get up and eat. There's another cake, there's another jar of water. He does get up and eat, and then it says that he went for 40 days and 40 nights. I haven't done the math, but that's a lot of hours. That's a lot of hours, 40, that's 20, that's 40, 24 hours, whatever that is. Who's a mathematician in here? <laughs> it's a lot of hours. A, a cake and a jar of water, God's divine supply, got him up, sent him on his way for 40 days and 40 nights. He continued to go and do what he was supposed to be doing. Because of God's supply. God's supply. God's supply. God can supply me. He can supply those that come in contact with me. You know, God is a big God. He's an all-inclusive all God as far as his, his ways and his will, his resources, his kingdom. We know that the Bible says that the kingdom is within us. So we've got to learn how to draw from what we've put within us. I was when I was studying this and, and thinking about this because I love I love the Old Testament anyway, because there's so many good principles of the Old Testament where people did get up and they did accept and receive from God. I mean I, I mean there's people that didn't, but you know, God supplied divine supply during wartime. I mean, if you just start reading that Old Testament, it's something. I mean, it is really, really something how God would show up. God would have a prophet there. God, God, God. And then the supply would come. Amen? I mean, that's important. You know, we've got to move on. It's important to know. I'm going to read you. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 4. I'm going to read this one. Because this is Elisha. Why can't I find 2 Kings? There it is. Yep, Chronicles. I had it after Chronicles instead of before. <laughs> we're not going to find it like that. Um, all right, chapter 4, and we're going to do verse 1 to 7. Okay? Here's a good one. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha. Elisha now has received um, Elijah's mantle. Elijah's been taken up to heaven. Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord or reverenced him, and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves because that's what they did. They came to your family, and they took the, the boys, and they made them slaves. They might have taken the girls too so to pay off your debt. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me what do you have in the house? We have to stop right there really quick. We always sometimes think, I don't have anything. But Elisha asked that question. I'm sure she is very distraught, but Elisha 
asks a question and says, but what do you have in the house? Let me say something. Oh, I can't. Oh, I will. Let me finish. It's just so, it's just so good to believe I have something, Lord. Use it. I have something. Use it. I'm in Christ. There must be something I have. Use it. You, there has to be something. He says, tell me what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. And that's when we all know this. He said, go out, borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors. Empty vessels do not gather just a few. And when you have come in and you shall shut the door, you and your sons behind you. See, she had to follow the instruction. Oh, I'll be honest with you. Supply has everything to do with obedience. Everything. This isn't just you know, skip through the tulips and do anything you want, live any way you want, speak anything you want, think anything you want, act any way you want, and then crying out, God, supply my need. You said it. You said you would. Okay. And then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him, and she shut the door behind her and her sons who brought her the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass... When the vessels were full, that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. When there was no more vessels, then the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil, pay your debt. You and your sons live on the rest. Not only did the supply come, not only did the supply come, but then there was a plan for the supply. Oh, this... I could jump off the roof in a good way. Um, I'm just saying, not only did God send the supply, but then also he sent the word for the supply and what to do with supply and how that they lived on the rest. So that is an abundant supply. It wasn't just to meet the need right then, right there, right now. It was more than enough. It was that abundance. God is a God of abundance, and we must never ever forget that his supply is abundant we have to stop thinking about we get a drip here a drop there but when God's supply comes it is abundant it is more than enough it's generous and we're going to read that too also um turn with me to Psalm 34 we got to move along Whew, Psalm 34 um put up 8 to 10 Psalm 34, oops, went too far, 8 to 10. It says, taste, don't we talk about that here? Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who will trust in him. See, we've got to have some trust in God as our source. We've got to trust, God, you are my source, therefore supply will come. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want or lack to those who fear him. No want, no lack. If we're living in want or we're living in lack, we've got to go back to the Word. We've got to stir ourselves up in the Word. Maybe we have to face that we've never really made God our source. He's our source today, but not our source tomorrow. He's my source for this thing, but not my source for this part of my salvation. We have to know that we know that we know. Across the board, either God is my source or he is not. 
We have, to, we have to come to that knowledge and to that understanding, and we have to walk in the wisdom of that. We cannot back down. Do not give the devil an inch because he will take you a mile and because that's all he's got. That's all he's got. It says the, lung, the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. So there will be all things supplied, whatever you and I have need of at any time, for any situation, for any circumstance. We, we better grab this, I'm telling you. Because circumstances change, situations come, trials come, tribulations come, messes come, things that aren't right, aren't just, aren't fair, but they still come because they come from the enemy. I've heard people tell me, it's just not fair. I've done the best I could. I remember, okay, I'm going to tell you all this. This is a long time ago, and, you know, we're all over it and everything's good. But in my family... Because, you know, Morgan and I were in the church. We were in the word of faith. We would not back down. We, what we stood for and what we knew we stood for. Let me put it that. At that time, you can only stand for what you know at that time. But we did know and we stood. And we did not believe God brought evil on anyone for any reason, no matter what. And, of course, I've told you my aunt, she, she succumbed to cancer. In 11 months from the day she was diagnosed, 11 months, she was in heaven way too young prematurely. And so, of course, there were members of my family that looked Morgan, up, Morgan and I up immediately, pointed their finger in our face and said, what about that? She didn't deserve it. She didn't know. But yet, I know for 11 months she could have taken hold easily. 11 months we worked with her all the time. 11 months, Pastor Bob and Pastor Nid went more than once or twice into her home, laid hands on her. 11 months she was given, um, at that time it was cassette tapes of healing scriptures. 11 months when we would take her back and forth to Moffat, we'd ride in the car with her, we'd talk healing, we'd show her in the word. And she was up, she wasn't laid in a bed or anything, and it was uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. We'd bring her in to um, some of our Tuesday morning meetings. And yet, when she did not receive, they came to us and said, what about that? God isn't fair. You tell us God's just. You tell us God's fair. He's not a fair God. But yet we knew that we knew. And we still stood and we'll stand today. Because we know what we know. The Bible says he's surely just. He's surely fair. He's righteous. Amen. So we just have to, here's the thing, when it hits the fan, you better know what you know and if you really are standing. Is God our source? Then supply will come. My needs will be met. And the world will have nothing to do with it. They can't have anything to do with it. It's divine. It's supernatural. It's God's will. I'm telling you. All right, Deuteronomy 28, 12. A couple more scriptures. Mm -mm. Man, I'm glad the word's alive. I, you know, this is more than just 
black and white on a page. <laughs> when, anyway, what I was going to tell you was when I was, when I was looking at this and everything, you know how things pop up because I, I was on my phone and, and I was in a Bible program. It, something popped up, and, I, and I've heard about it, but I didn't think about it, but then I couldn't help but think about it, that said a seedbed is a source. And a seedbed is a source that whatever you put in that seedbed is for growth and br to bring growth and development. And I thought, hey, that's what we are. We're God's seedbed. I'm a seedbed for God. I'm putting your word in. I'm putting that seed in me, Lord. I'm a seedbed. Yes, this word, it's in a seedbed that's nothing but to grow and develop what's put in it. It's a win-win. And I'm like, I had heard about the seedbed, but you just don't think about it like that. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. We are that seedbed. We absolutely can take this word and grow and develop this word in us so the word comes from us and it produces life for us. Hallelujah. Oh, it's so good. 2812. It says, the Lord will open to you his good treasure. Another translation calls his good treasure his storehouse. See, God has a storehouse. Heaven is God's storehouse. His good treasure or his storehouse, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hands. Back to Elijah, back to Elisha. What is it that they had in their hand? God took that and he blessed it. They had something in their hand. We have got to get this. This has got to come up from us when things come at us. Wait a minute. I've got something in my hand. God wants to bless the work of my hand. I have something. I am like that widow that was asked, what do you have? Maybe I have time. Maybe I have strength. Maybe, you know, um, hospitality is working. Maybe, um, you know, whatever, faith is working. Whatever it is that's of God that we see in the word of God, and it's working at that time, and it's in us, and we've possessed it, and we know it, then we got to say back to God, this is what I have, Lord, and thank you for my supply. It's an abundant supply. It's a, it's a ready supply. You see, we, we just get fed so much about supply chains, and they're always interrupted. We're not living in the world. I'm not living in the world. I'm not going to have to hoard up toilet paper and paper towels and whatever else. I'm going to go the same way I've been going, believing just what I've been believing, sticking with it, sticking to it, confessing it, meditating it, sowing it in myself, and I will know that I know a supply will be there when I have need of it. I mean, honestly, we have got to get off of this. We've got to know something within ourselves. It's not that I can't buy an extra something, but knowing yourself. Why or if I can't get it, am I going to be okay? I'm going to be okay because I'm talking about my God is my source. And if there's one left of something anywhere, I'm going to be directed to it. My God is my source when I have need of something. Amen. We just, 
we got to settle down in the Word. <laughs> you know, we're going, 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 but is it in the Word? Or are we just running? Don't, don't run. Really. Don't, don't, don't run. Elijah, he was doing so well, and then, ooh, he ran. He's hiding, running. And, you know, I didn't finish that, but he went on in the cave, and God had to pull him out of the cave and tell him, come stand here. I'm going to show you something. And, you know, he showed him the whirlwind and all of that that we've gone through before. But honestly, God, God can show you he's your source. And then you can be sure of receiving his supply. But you've got to be, you've got to know he's your source. Because otherwise, you're going to look to anything, everything, and everyone, anyone, to meet your need. And you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be upset. Because when you look away from God and you look to someone else, I'm pretty sure they're going to disappoint us. <laughs> I just Because, you know, they're trying to get their need met too. But yet, my need is met. My supply comes from my source. And my source is God, the Lord Jehovah. Amen. Amen. And let's finish up with 1 Timothy 6, 17. I'll be honest with you. If you stay in the word, there's, it's hard to get down. <laughs> if you really stay in the word. You've got to stay in the word. Not running when you're already in trouble. But if you just get that even pace, you stay in the word. You stay in the word. You stay in the word. When, when adversity jumps in your face you won't be spooked you know oh that's a hard way to live it's a hard way to live okay this is this is good i took other translations that i had studied out before and i had written them i forgot i did this i wrote them in my bible so this is what this scripture says it's a full 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 scripture 1 Timothy 6.17 says, <clears throat> Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty or prideful, not to trust in uncertain riches. We know riches come and go. But in the living God, that live expression, that living expression that we talked about in John 1, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Now, listen. Let me tell you what that word means about trusting in him and that, um, <laughs> but in the living God and all things to enjoy. It says he gives. This is what giving is with God. Providing blessing, never ceasing, granting us, affording us, generously gives. He's always supplies, abundantly gives, and it says he furnishes us with whatever we need. I mean, I don't know if that doesn't seal the deal for you or what. I don't know what else we need to say about it. But that tells me God's on the scene. God's happening. He is the source. He's going to remain the source. And in that source will come supply. It'll come. My needs will be met from that source. There is no way, no how, my needs are not going to be met if I connect with the source. Not just any source, but the source. In the natural, I'm pretty sure we know this, in the natural, there are sources that we know to go to 
on purpose, on purpose, because we know there's a source there, and we draw supply from that source. I go to Publix. Now, I know my fresh vegetables are way far from Publix, but my source is Publix. I could go to the farmer's market. I could go to Winn-Dixie. I could go to Aldi's. Sorry, I'm naming names. You know, I could go to uh, Save-A-Lot. I don't think they're here anymore, but whatever. I mean, I could go a lot of different places. I could, get, I could go to someone's garden and get a fresh vegetable, but I have made my, now listen, I have made my source public supermarket. Am I running around town to all these other places? Not even once. I could, they're available. But for me, I've made Publix my source. So I go to Publix, and if something's not there, I very kindly knock on the door to the produce department, and I ask them, when are you going to get thus and so? Or do you have them in the back? See, I, I didn't know this, but I found it out a couple years back. Publix does have things in the back. They just haven't got them out yet, and they'll go and hunt them down, and they bring them out to you. So, hello. <laughs> hello. So, I know. I'm convinced. I'm sold out. Publix is my source. I'm not running through Port Charlotte, Northport, Fort Myers, Cape Coral, every place all over the place. I don't, I'm telling you, I don't spend one minute doing that. Not one. Because I've made Publix my source. We need to make God our source. That's up to you. That's up to me. I have to make God my source so that I know where my supply comes from so I can recognize, is it a divine supply or is it something else? I don't want the world supplying my life. I'm telling you, I do not want it. To be honest, over the years here and there, I've picked up some of the world's stuff. It never came out like God had planned for us. Never. It never did. And yet there was God's supply. Sometimes it takes, let's just think about it a couple minutes. It might take endurance to get his supply. It might take patience to get his supply. Definitely takes obedience to get God's supply. It will take wisdom to receive his supply. But praise God, y'all. Praise God. We can receive what we have need of through that source, which is him. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father God, for your truth, for the light and the life that's in your word in us now, Father. I thank you for Christ. I thank you, Lord, that you have brought us back, that we have been brought back to you. We have been restored with the newness of life, granted that newness of life, Lord, and we thank you for that. We don't um, count it um, as nothing, but we take it, Father. We remember it. We stir ourselves up because of it, Lord God. And we will make you our source. We will acknowledge you as our source. We will know that we know and experience that source, Father, so that we can have that divine supply that comes from only you, Lord. It doesn't come from anyone else but you. It can come through people, but it's from you. And, Father, I thank you. I bless you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. You know, God talks about supplying seed to the sower. That sower, that's a divine supply. You don't go out and find your own seed. God supplies that seed. You receive that seed. You recognize, you acknowledge that seed, 
And when you, that seed comes, then you know that you know that seed is to be sown. And you need to ask God. You need to inquire of God. Where do I sow this seed? I know it's a, I know it's a divine seed. I know it's for to supply and to grow, Father, my, into my life. So how do I? What do I do with this seed? Father, I thank you that you will speak to the heart of the people, Lord. You will speak spirit to spirit so that we know that we know that we know that what comes into our hand, some of it's for us, some of it is to be released, Lord God, some to be distributed, Lord God. It's bread for food, Father, we know that, and seed for sowing. So we thank you, Lord, that we will become obedient. We will be the church that realizes all of our needs are met in Christ Jesus. We thank you for it. We bless you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Um, if you want to give or so, there is um, envelopes in the seat in front or the seat back in front of you. Live streamers, if you want to sow a seat into the ministry, you can go to our website, newlifefamilyworship.net, and you can give that way. We will we pray over the seed, we receive the seed, we give all the glory to God for the seed, and we know that it will produce the same way in your life as it is producing here in our life. Amen. Amen.